0: Welcome to the Dark Wales Tours podcast. On this podcast we will explore the vast history of Wales looking at the myths, legends and ghosts of this magical and mystical country. Wales has been the heart of Britain's supernatural beliefs for many centuries and on this episode we will be looking at the history of Ogmore Castle located on the Ogmore River near the town of Bridgend in South Wales. We will also be exploring the different kinds of ghosts that have been seen in and around the vicinity, including hauntings of a similar nature in various other sites throughout Wales. We will explore the various beliefs as to why such entities are said to still walk this earth after death. Ogmore Castle is in fact one of a series of three castles that were built after the Norman conquest of Wales to protect the new overlords from the rebellious Welsh people. Ogmore, together with Coiti and Newcastle in Bajend, guarded South Wales from the attacks of the native population. The castle and its lands were given to William de Londrae by Robert Fitzhamon, the Lord of Glamorgan. The surviving earthworks, which are made up of an inner ward with the ditch, which would fill during high tide, may date to this original castle. Not surprisingly then, the earth and timber fortification was quickly reinforced with stone, and included a great keep. Next to the entrance into the inner ward stands a tower. This tower was probably built by Maurice de Delandre, William's son, soon after his father's death in 1126. From the De Londres family, Ogmore and its surrounding lands passed in the late 13th century to a man named Payne de Shaworth, Lord of Kidwelly. The de Shaworth heiress, Matilda, married Henry, the Earl of Lancaster, in 1298, and consequently, Ogmore became part of the Duchy of Lancaster Estates, which is still owned by the current Duke of Lancaster, who is, of course, the reigning monarch. Today it is in the care of Caddo, the historical environmental service of the Welsh Government who oversee the protection of historical places throughout Wales and making them accessible to the public. In the 14th century, the castle became a centre of administrative justice for the Earls of Lancaster and several manorial buildings were constructed in the outer ward. The remains of a courthouse and foundations of other structures can be dated from that period. For the majority of Ogmore Castle's history, the families have lived there in relative peace. However, for centuries it has been the reported home of a wandering spirit known as a Wen, or the White Lady. This woman in white is said to be the guardian of a hidden treasure within the walls of Ogmore Castle it is said that one day many years ago a local man encountered the spirit and plucked up the courage to talk to her the lady in white then led him to her treasure hidden underneath a heavy stone within the castle tower and she told the man he could take half of the treasure for himself but stressing only taking half However, the man, overtaken by greed, soon returned and took more of the treasure. Suddenly, the woman in white appeared, angry at this betrayal. Foolish man, the spirit cried. You have all you could ever need, and yet you still want more. From this night forth, your fortunes shall be reversed. The man feared for his life and returned the treasure, fleeing as fast as he could to his home, hoping that he had appeased the spirit. In the following weeks the man became gravely ill and was constantly in a terrible pain to the point he knew he was beyond recovery and longed for the peace that death would bring. He was only granted this peace and released from his suffering when he acknowledged his greed and the error of his ways in taking more of the treasure than he had promised to do. His deathbed confession led many people to search the ruins of Ogmore Castle for the treasure. To this day, none have found it. The man, it seems, took the exact location to his grave, and the woman in white refuses to answer anyone who calls after her. The spirit of the white lady is still reported to this very day. Many motorists passing the castle along that particular stretch of the ogmore road at night reports seeing her figure drifting across the road with some even saying that she looked so real that they had to break suddenly to avoid hitting her after their cars have come to a stop people say there is no sign of anybody in the road the figure has seemingly disappeared into the darkness there are stories of hauntings of what has become commonly referred to as the woman in white all over the world particularly here in wales similar to the haunting at ogmore oystermouth castle in mumbles has also been home to many strange sightings a ghostly lady has also been seen there wandering the battlements of the castle during twilight this is when the castle has been closed and all the staff have left for the night the people that have seen her often say she looks to be in some sort of distress however the lady has also been spotted during the day one particular day there was a family having a picnic within the castle walls it was quite a sunny day and the children were playing and running around the grounds the children then came running over to their father saying that they had seen a lady nearby stood behind a tree crying The father told the children to lead him to the lady so he could perhaps offer his assistance if need be. The children took him to a group of trees when indeed he saw that there was a lady stood behind one of them. She was wearing a white dress which was torn at the top. The father, wanting to help but also wanting to keep his children safe, told them he would help the lady but he would take them back to their mother first. When the father returned to the tree, the lady was gone. He looked around for her, but there was no sign of her. She had simply vanished. There is a theory that it could be the spirit of a lady who was flogged to death in the castle, though her crime is unknown. However, the more well-known theory names the oystermouth white lady as Lady Alina de Breos. Lady Alina was the daughter of William de Breos the Third, who was the Lord of Gower. In 1298 Lady Alina married John de Mowbray who was one of the barons who rebelled against King Edward II during the barons revolt. After John was executed in 1322 Lady Alina fled the Gower to Devon but was discovered and sent to the tower. After Edward II's eventual defeat and abdication Lady Alina was released by King Edward III and granted the Gower lands including her castle at Oystermouth. She died in 1331 and according to the theory she has never left. One of the other more famous cases in Wales of this phenomenon is the White Lady of Prestaten, North Wales. This woman in white has been seen over many years by many different people. As locals and holidaymakers walk along the promenade admiring the sunset, they say they catch a glimpse of a tall figure of a lady wearing a long flowing white dress. This lady in white has also been seen with her face buried in a book, which has led some to speculate that perhaps this could be the spirit of a nun, though if you are unfortunate enough to get close to her, you will see that terrifyingly she has no face. Some people have seen her walking along the beach, initially not thinking much of it. They are soon, however, confused and unnerved when they notice she vanishes in front of their very eyes, making them wonder what on earth it was that they just witnessed. When walking their dogs, the locals have said that if they come across the white lady, the dogs will whimper and whine and run opposite direction they refuse to go anywhere near her they do in fact say that animals are more tuned to the paranormal so could it be that the animals the dogs could they sense this lady is no longer of this earth does beg the question however as to who this particular figure at Prestaton could possibly be there is a local legend that says this is the ghost of a poor woman who, tired of life, threw herself into the sea, and her spirit has been wandering the shoreline ever since, terrorising anyone she comes into contact with. It is a very similar tale of a lady in white that is told in Iweni, not too far from Ogmore Castle. In Iweni, there is a meadow which some call the White Lady's Meadow. A figure of a woman wearing white has been seen wandering around this meadow. A local legend tells of a time that a man, upon seeing her, offered to walk her home as it was getting quite late. It was said she turned to him and smiled, accepting his offer for assistance. They then walked across the meadow, making small talk as the man wanted to put the lady at ease and let her know that he meant her no harm. However, as soon as the man reached the other side of the meadow, he noticed that the woman had vanished into thin air. These sightings in White Lady's Meadow have become less common as the years have gone by. But some say that on dark nights, even today, they can still make out the figure of a lone woman in a white dress wandering the meadow. There are, of course, many different kinds of ghosts that are said to inhabit this earth. From poltergeists looking to cause mayhem and destruction to vengeful spirits returning to punish or see justice done for a misdeed done to them in life. However, the manifestation of women in white throughout the world is almost universally agreed to be representing some kind of tragedy, a murder, betrayal, a suicide, or something else that keeps the spirit here. It is often said they cannot move on until they fulfill an unfinished deed from their lives or see to an injustice. Perhaps that in violent deaths, such as murders or suicides, these spirits are actually calling out to us for help, whether it be trying to communicate what happened to them or try to see the person responsible for their death punished. Could this be the case with all the women in white I have spoken about? poor unfortunate ladies whose lives came to a sad violent and abrupt end are they trapped and doomed to spend eternity wandering the earth unable to move on and rest in peace or perhaps in the case of Orgmore Castle testing the depth of greed among mortal men then punishing those who succumb to their own greed and desires this could also be the case with some of the other spirits that have also been reported around Ogmore Castle. The Ogmore River itself is said to be haunted by spirits of misers who died before they had chance to disclose the location of their hidden wealth. It is said they can only move on from this tormented existence when someone finds their hidden fortune and throws it into the river. So tread lightly the next time you decide to cross the stepping stones of the river. You never know who or what could be lurking below. There have also been many reports of people hearing and sometimes seeing a phantom coach and horses riding towards the ford next to the castle, only to disappear upon reaching the centre of it. What might be being witnessed here is a phenomenon sometimes called the atmospheric echo. In other words, what people are seeing are not ghosts in the traditional sense. What they are seeing is a memory captured in time replaying itself in front of their very eyes. It could be that there was an accident many years ago where a coach got stuck in the rising waters of the river and was washed away, never to be seen again. This tragic event is then replayed in sound and sometimes vision to unsuspecting visitors of the castle, alerting them to a long forgotten tragedy that occurred in Ogmore River. There have also been strange and terrifying things seen on the opposite side of the river in another castle, Candleston Castle. Candleston Castle is in fact a 14th century manor house that has been left a crumble in the forest and sand dunes after it was abandoned in the 19th century. This site is known for being paranormally active and even in the light of day, Candleston Castle is an eerie and dark place to visit. The castle has been used for various film locations over the years too, including the 1962 film Lawrence of Arabia, which starred Peter O'Toole as the lead. One night after filming had wrapped up, some technicians and security guards were working late in their camp, which had been set up near the castle. All of a sudden, the technicians heard what they described as a large dog howling in the distance, coming from the direction of the castle. Though it initially startled them, they concluded that the security's dog must have got loose and was roaming the ruins of the castle. As they carried on with their work, one of the security guards came out of their caravan without the dog. The technicians actually questioned why had the guard been so careless and let the dog roam around outside unsupervised. The security guard was baffled. He knew the dog was still inside the caravan, refusing to come out. The guard actually said he had never seen the dog behave in such a way. All of a sudden, all three men as they stood there saw a long shadowy figure in the trees. A figure of a huge black dog. Now, doing some further research into Candleston and the family that lived there, the Contaloup family, this tale of a black dog roaming the castle becomes even more interesting. The name of the family can be translated to mean running wolf, and the family crest was of a giant wolf's head holding a broken spear in his mouth. Another interesting fact about the family that ties them to wolves is they were related to the Baskerville family who Sir Arthur Conan Doyle based his Sherlock Holmes story on. Could it be then that Conan Doyle had actually heard of this legendary black wolf that roams the area of Candleston Castle and the family that had lived there? Such demonic dogs have been spoken about in other parts of Wales too and indeed all around the world. In Wales they are associated with the Conanun and the Gwyllthgi The hounds of hell these are said to be large black dogs with fierce blazing red eyes mangled fur and unnatural speed it is said that their cry is louder the further away they are but the closer they get the softer their growl becomes a sure sign that death is near a sign that the hounds will soon be taking you with them back to hell There have actually been many examples of hellhounds in folklore and mythology across the world. The most famous being the guardian of the ancient Greek underworld Cerberus. This three-headed dog would guard the passage to the underworld, preventing any soul from leaving. Eventually Cerberus was tamed by Hercules as part of his 12 labors. There is a similar creature spoken about in Southern Mexico and Central American folklore. They call it the Gehego, the Caheo is a big black dog with burning red eyes and the hooves of a goat. They are said to roam around graveyards and dark alleys waiting until the next victim approaches. Wales also has another kind of ghostly dog, the red dog Morva. This dog was said to appear many years ago at the Morva mine near Batalbert. In 1863 the miners reported seeing the apparition of a large red dog wandering the mine pit they said it would appear out of nowhere roam around for some time and then mysteriously vanish into thin air leaving no trace at all that it had ever been there in the first place soon after the miners had started seeing this red dog there was an accident at the mine The red dog continued to be seen in and around the Morva Mine after the accident, along with other ghostly visions. The miners actually nicknamed it the Pit of Ghosts. We will discuss more omens of death at the Morva Mine in another episode of our podcast. As the castle at Ogmore and the manor house at Candleston have demonstrated, there does not necessarily have to have been a turbulent history or even a well-known bloody murder for there to be reports of ghostly goings-on. The fact is, there have been many reports of these strange accounts from this location which shows that the supernatural is rife in this magical, mystical land of Wales. Maybe as discussed in a separate episode, we ourselves leave some part of us here when we pass. A small remnant or echo that replays to future generations. Another interesting thought is that, perhaps somewhat ironically, could we ourselves be the ghosts, unaware that death has actually already occurred and we refuse to accept it? It is a theme that is perfectly explored in the 2001 film The Others. Maybe when people experience a haunting and when they're convinced that there are ghosts in the house, maybe they themselves are in fact the ghosts, and the living are the ones they cannot see. It is an almost terrifying and heartbreaking concept to comprehend. Maybe in the future, science will be able to explain all of these things that we call paranormal. And maybe we will no longer have to fear what may be hiding under the bed or hidden in the darkness. What is your opinion on the many ghosts of Ogmore Castle? Are there women in white wandering the earth, unable to move on due to a wrong done to them? Many of us may even fantasize of a scenario where we are offered a vast sum or a treasure, perhaps even if it is offered by an entity not of this world. Would you be able, however, to trust yourself to take only what the spectre permitted you? Or would you fall into the same temptation as the gentleman from the tale in Ogmore Castle, ultimately sealing your own fate? If you have a story of your own to share on this or any of the other topics in our podcast, then please email us on darkwales at hotmail.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dark Whales Tours podcast. Please be sure to visit us on tours.co.uk, and also check out our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter feeds for news of our tours that we conduct in various locations around Wales and also for news of more episodes of this podcast. Until next time, Diorch yn Thank you very much. This podcast has been produced and delivered by Matthew Rose, and Luke Alcock, owners of Dark Wales Tours.